Welcome back to the Leading Yourself podcast. This week, we're going to start another mini-series on how to end the year strong and create momentum into 2023. On today's podcast episode, I'm going to be sharing with you two strategies that are going to help you recommit and get re-energized by your goals while making progress towards those and creating momentum into the new year. So let's dig in into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. We are less than 90 days away from the end of 2022. And I know this season of the year can be really overwhelming for a lot of people because there's a lot going on from now until the end of the year. We have all the holidays. If you work in a corporate world, there's this pressure to finish things. You probably are looking at your goals right now and feeling a little bit daunted and overwhelmed because there's maybe so much that you still need to do and so little time. Or maybe you have just lost the motivation to pursue your goals and your dreams, and you're just waiting for the new year to come to get re-energized as if there was some kind of magic that comes with the new year. Well, there might be some kind of magic, but not the magic that we believe there is. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, but in today's podcast episode and next week's podcast episode, my goal is to share with you some tools and some tips to help you navigate this last stretch towards the end of the year in a way that is less overwhelming and that you feel that you can reconnect, recommit to your goals and create momentum into 2023. So let's get started. Today, I want to focus on how to get re-energized by our goals, how to reconnect with our goals. Next week, we'll talk more about the time management piece on how to manage your time in the busiest time of the year to refocus on your goals. Now, let me let me start by saying this, not being overly focused on your goals or feeling that you, that you need desire or pull to chase your goals is not always a bad thing. Sometimes when we are very honest with ourselves, we might be very content with where we are right now. Maybe we are, you are in a time in your life where you're like, I have what I want. I feel that I am content, that I am enjoying every aspect of my life right now, and I don't have this need, this desire, or this pull to chase goals right now. 
and or maybe not chase them as intensively as you might have done in the past. Personally, I have found myself in this space for the first time in a very, very long time. I lately not been obsessed with my goals as I'm typically am. And I was starting to believe that there was something wrong with me. Because if you know me, you know that I can be very intense and that I always have a goal in mind and I'm always hustling to achieve my goals. And, and that's just who I am and it's how I'm wired. And the fact that I am in a season in my life where I don't feel that pressure and I am enjoying the present moment feels uncomfortable because it's not who I typically am. Now, if you are in this space like me, here's something that I want to share with you. Personally, I don't believe that this is a forever thing because I truly and deeply believe that one key for happiness is progress. Feeling that we're working towards something, right? That there's something more. Feeling that we are making progress. That is, for me, a key part of happiness. If we get into a status quo for a long period of time, then we start to get demotivated. We start to lose our energy and we just become a different person and maybe not the person that we want to be. And I personally believe that that is one of the reasons why um, I've always so intensively chasing goals because the fact that I'm making progress and feeling that I'm making progress makes me feel proud of myself, makes me feel joy, makes me feel happy. Maybe you can identify with this, maybe you can, but that is a core belief that I have, that this moment or season of being content with where you are, it's not a forever thing, right? And that the key for happiness is progress. Now, now that we have put that out there, um, I want to address everyone else, right? Everyone else that might not be in this season of being really happy with where they are and really enjoying the present moment, but they feel stuck maybe, or you're feeling overwhelmed, or you're feeling frustrated, or you have given up, or you're just not, you don't have the energy to pursue your dreams in this stage of the year, in this busy season of the year. I also believe for myself that even though I am content with where I am today, and I'm trying to practice being more present in the moment because I am the kind of person that is always looking into the future. I rarely look into the past. I am more focused on the future. And I've been working very hard to be more present in the moment, in the present. But as we get closer to the end of the year, I am already starting with my end of the year routines where 
I am starting to think about what are going to be my goals for next year and what is my vision for 2023. And I will share more about that in a different episode. But I want to put that out there that even though I am content with where I am and I'm trying to be present in the moment, I haven't forget about the future either. Now, As I said, today I want to speak to those who are feeling maybe a little bit flat because they're not content with where they are, but they're not motivated to focus on what it's coming either. And as I said, especially in this time of the year where everything seems to be more chaotic and especially busy, it's really hard to find the time or make the time to focus on our goals. So the easy path out is to just put them on a side and wait until January 1st to reconnect with our goals. And I think that you will be doing yourself a disfavor if you do that. I think I used this analogy last year, but think about yourself as a racer, you're racing cars and you have this big race on January 1st, right? On January 1st, You're telling yourself, I'm going to go all in with my goals. I am going to crush it. I am going to be a different person. I am going to do all these things. And we all start the year that way. Now, we're sitting here mid of October. And if that is you, and because of how overwhelmed you are, because of how busy you are, because you're disconnected with your goals, you decide to just park your car on your driveway right? And you leave it there until the end of the year. And then comes January 1st, you're trying to start the car and go 100 miles per hour in five seconds. And I don't know a car. I'm sure there are cars that are capable of doing that. I'm not into race cars, but my car, the car that I drive cannot do that, right? It is very different if instead of parking your car on your driveway, you continue to drive your car maybe 10 miles per hour, 20 miles per hour, 30 miles per hour, maybe it's 40 or 50. My point is you might be driving slower than you typically do. You might be driving below the speed limit. You might be just, you know, letting it move and create momentum without putting your fit too deep into the gas pedal, but you don't break. You keep moving, even if it's very slow. Then when January 1st comes and you really go all in on that gas pedal, it will be much easier and much quicker to get to 100 miles per hour. And that's what I want to talk about today. How can you keep going with your gas on the, your feet on the gas pedal or cruising, even if it's a very low speed, so you can continue to create momentum that will help you have a strong, not only end of the year this year, but a strong start of 2023. So let's unbundle this. And I'm going to talk about two key things today, two main concepts, two strategies, two tools, however you want to call them, that can help you recommit to your goals and um, keep moving. 
for the rest of the year. So I believe that one of the main reasons that people park their car on their driveway is because they can't see the finish line. It's too far away and they realize there's only so many days. And when we look at our calendars, if I look at my calendar at the office, actually Friday, I was looking at my calendar and to try to schedule something. And I didn't find any spot in my calendar where I could schedule what I wanted to schedule until 2023. And when I scroll, I'm like week by week by week, I'm like the year is over. The year is going to be over before I realize it. And I had this little moment of panic that there's just not enough time. And this thought of there is not enough time, it's, in my opinion, one of the main reasons why people just check out at this point of the year and they just park their car on their driveway. So there's a couple of things that I think will be helpful if you're feeling that way. First of all, I think it is important, and I'm going to go deeper into this next week, but I think it's important to take a pause before you keep driving that car, that you take a pause and you reflect on how far you've come. I mentioned before that I am the kind of person that is always looking into the future, right? I rarely look backwards into the past. Maybe to treasure, to look at a memory or remember a fun moment, but really my focus is on the past. But this is one time where I need to force myself and I want to invite you to do the same, to look into the past, to see how far you've come. We're only focused on how far the finish line is, and we believe that finish line needs to be crossed by December 31st, as if it's the end of the world, right? Like there's nothing after December 31st. When we set these goals for the year, we, we do them thinking of, we need to cross that finish line by December 31st. And now we're overly stressed because we're running out of time and we can't see the finish line yet. Well, I think now is the time to take a pause and reflect on how far you've come, right? Forget about how far you have still to go. Focus on how far you've come and, and feel proud of all the things that you've achieved so far. And this is with the intent to shift our mindset to instead of focusing on I need to cross that finish line by December 31st, that we focus on progress over achievement. Because remember what I said, one of the secrets to happiness is progress. If you park your car on the driver right now, you're not going to make any progress. You're just going to extagnate. So let's focus on progress over achievement for the remaining of the year. Forget about crossing the finish line. The question is, how closer can you get to that finish line? That is the key. And realizing how far you've come. For me, I like to journal about my achievements because I'm always focusing on how far I still need to go that very rarely I stop to reflect on what I have achieved. 
So I started this practice where every week I do a end of the week reflection. And one of the things that I do is write down the things that I've achieved this past week. You might not have a practice like that. Don't worry, you don't have to. That's something that works for me. I know it doesn't work for everyone. But maybe now it's time to take a break, you know, while you're putting gas on your car to reflect on how far you've come and feel proud of all the things that you've already achieved. Now, the next thing is we still have some long ways to go to our goals. And as I said, the world is not ended on December 31st. Life continues. The fact that you're not going to cross that finish line by December 31st, which you might, but in, if, even if you don't, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that now you just forget about your goals and move on to different goals just because you didn't cross the finish line by December 31st. But it might be helpful at this time of the year to break down your goals. See, it's very easy to get excited by the ultimate goal. It's easy to get caught up in the sexiness of all of that. But when we go through the doing to get there, right, in the midst of all these busy lives that we have and the daily grind, it can feel a little bit unreal, unreachable, and we start to deflate. We start to lose our motivation. And then is when we give up and we're like, oh, I'm just going to park my car on my driveway until next year. The key here is how can we bring your goals closer to where you are today? That is the key. And the key question is, what can be some milestones that can be realistic to achieve by the end of the year? Or maybe how can you downgrade your goals so they seem closer than they are? And this is not about settling and it's not about lowering your standards. That big goal is still there, right? But now we're saying we don't have to achieve it in December 31st. So let's figure out how far do you want to get by December 31st? The big goal is still there but you're giving yourself stepping stones to get there. And I want to use an analogy. I love to walk in nature. It's something that gives me peace and it helps me relax and recharge. Um, this week, I published a blog post on self-care for mental health because last week was w the World Mental Health Day. So I put out this blog post. You can check it out. I'll put the link on the show notes of the podcast episode where I talk about how to use self-care to protect your mental peace. And one of the ways that I like to do that is to get out in nature. And there is this place that I love to go. It's nearby my house and it has, it has a pond and there is a river. So imagine that you're trying to cross this river or this pond. This milestones that you're setting right now or this smaller goals that you're setting right now are like stepping stones to help you get to the other side of the river or that pond. Imagine that you try to jump over that pond in one step. You, wanna, you want to take a leap 
which is typically what we we're trying to do, right? We set these big goals and we're trying to get this big leap to achieve them. The truth is that if we try to jump to the other side of that pond or the other side of that river, most likely we're going to fall into the water and potentially drown. But by creating milestones or creating smaller goals, we can set the stepping stones that can help you get to the other side. Those smaller goals, those milestones, ultimately are the path to get to the other side. And not only are a path to get to the other side, but it's a safer and more enjoyable way to get to the other side. And I always say it's about the journey and not the destination. I've talked about this many times on the podcast. So if it's about the journey and it's not about the destination and we want to enjoy the journey, if you right now put that extra level of stress on yourself to get to the other side of the pond or the other side of the river by the end of the year, and that requires you to take a leap that most likely you're going to find yourself falling into the water and drowning. Instead of that, let's have a safer and more enjoyable journey to get to the other side of the pond or the other side of the river by creating the stepping stones. And I believe that when when we feel that the goal is closer, when we feel that we can see what is the end goal, that might be a stepping stone, not the other side of the river for this year, then we get more excited and we create momentum. Think about, let's go back to the, to the analogy of the race. But now I'm going to use the marathon, okay? I have used this analogy as well before. Today is going to be the day of analogies. But imagine that you're running a marathon. By the way, I still haven't run one. I'm, um, I don't know that I ever will. But I have run some 5Ks and a couple of 10Ks. And imagine that you are a runner. And you're running this marathon. You've been running for however number of miles. And you're tired. And your feet starts to hurt. And you're thirsty. And and you're so tired and hurting that you just want to give up. Right? You just, you're like, I'm not going to make it. I'm just going to give up. And then all of a sudden, you see that finish line. And the moment that you see that finish line, you get this surge of energy, of motivation that pushes you to run faster and give everything that is in within you to cross that finish line. And when you talk to runners, I've talked to many runners in me trying to start to run, and they all describe this moment as you just get this burst of energy that you don't even know where it's coming from. But the moment that you see that finish line, you just run as fast as you can, faster than you thought you were capable of to cross that finish line. And the same happens with our goals. When we're able to see that finish line, 
it's so much easier to get that motivation to cross it. So by creating the stepping stones, you're saying each stepping stone is a finish line, is a mini finish line. And if you're able to create stepping stones that you can see, that is going to give you that burst of energy and motivation that you need to reconnect with your goals, to feel excited again, to create momentum, right? And to make progress towards that big goal that you have at the end of the day. So that is one approach, one strategy uh, that I can share with you. And I want to share another one because as I was reflecting for myself, right, on I mentioned to you, I am in this space right now that is very uncomfortable where I'm not pushing as hard as I typically am towards my goals because I feel content where I am right now. And I know this is temporary and I'm trying to just accept that this is a good thing and enjoy the moment. And that's hard for me just because of how I am wired. But I was doing a lot of reflection because I think there was something wrong with me. And here's how I figure out that there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just in this season that I just need to relax and enjoy. But what I find out is that typically when I look back at the times where I have been the most obsessed and committed to pursue my goals, it was because there was either a push or a pull factor or a combination of the two. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that either my circumstances at the time were so uncomfortable that that sense of being uncomfortable gave me the motivation to change and pursue something different, or there was something that I desperately desire and want, and that desire to have that thing or achieve that thing gave me the motivation to pursue my goals and to change. If you don't have either of those, it's very easy to fall flat on your motivation to change and pursue goals because you don't have a driving force. You're not running away or towards something. You're just stuck in the middle. So the second strategy that I want to share with you has to do with reconnecting to that pull or that push factor or both of them. So you can get back on track with your commitment towards your goals. So let's unbundle the pull and the push. Let's start with the pull. That one is my favorite. I will rather be motivated by the pull than the push. But sometimes having a combination of both is the best because you have nowhere to escape, right? You're being pulled and pushed in both directions. Um, But pull is my favorite. And when I need to find motivation, I go to the pull. I go to finding the pull versus the push. But I'm going to share both with you today. Let's start with the pull. The pull is about reconnecting with what you want. So you can start to get excited again for what you want. Great ways to do that is visualization and journaling. That is always helpful for me. When you visualize your life a year, two years, five years from now, where, what do you see yourself doing? Where are you? With who are you? 
Um, how does your house look like? How does your job look like? How does your lifestyle look like? That always motivates me and creates that pull. And a lot of times just journaling about how I would imagine a perfect day in my life or how would I imagine my life five years from now gives me again that motivation and that push and that burst of energy to reconnect with my goals. Now, here's something that is very important when you visualize or journal about the future is once you identify that, you have to be hungry for it. It has to be really a burning desire that you have. It has to be something that you feel that will be great, to that you must have, right? You, you need to desire something and that something needs to be or become a must for you. Not just a nice to have that you will be okay without. Because if that is the case, if you just connect with something that will be nice to have, but it will be okay if I don't have it, then do you think you will stay committed to that path? Or do you think that you will end up giving up? I think you will end up giving up if you just have a nice to have future, right? You need to make that vision a must for you where there is no other option but having that life. Another way that I love to do this is through a vision board. And every year around November timeframe, mid-November typically, I always start working on my vision board for the next year. And that really helps me create excitement and passion for my dreams. It helps me visualize what I want the next year to be. What do I see myself doing? How do I see myself showing up in the different areas of my life? And for the last four years now, I have been hosting a vision board exercise. I call it a vision board party because it's fun and is so motivating and so inspiring. And this year, I'm planning to do the same. It's going to take place on November 18th. I will put the details on the show notes of this podcast episode um, if you want to check it out and if you want to join us. And this is the perfect way um, to create that pool for yourself, right? Another way to create this pool effect is to test drive your dreams. And this is something... Um, that I do typically after I do a vision board party. Let's say that you do your vision board and in your vision board, you have, I don't know, your dream house or your dream car. And at the beginning, it's really exciting, right? To get excited with this big dream, as we were saying on when we, when we were talking about crossing the pound of the river, it's very easy to get excited by this dream house or dream car. But then you get into the busyness of life and we forget about those things. So that is why I like a vision board because it, then you can put it somewhere where you can see it every day and it's a reminder of your dreams and your goals. But another way is to test drive that, just like you test drive a car. And this happened to me this year. I share with all of you that I switched jobs earlier this year. And 
I had a company car before, so I had to return my company car and I had to order a new car. And that was a really busy season in my life because I was transitioning between jobs. There was a lot going on. And I I knew I needed to order a car, but I wasn't very motivated to do the work to get my car because I am very particular uh, on how I pick a new car. I like to look at all my options and I do this little table where I compare all the options and the pros and the cons to make an informed decision because this is a big decision, right? It's a big investment or a big spending. So I want to make sure that I make the best decision that I possibly can. But it was so busy that I just didn't have the energy to do all of that. And then my husband told me, let's go test drive a couple of cars. And we went and I did. I test drive a few cars and I got all excited. When I saw myself driving the car, when I felt what I felt driving the car, right? The excitement of being in a new car and the smell of the new car and and seeing all the gadgets in the car and actually driving the car and how smooth it felt. And they had the color that I wanted and the combinations of colors between the exterior and the interior. And I got all excited. And all of a sudden, I got all this burst of energy to get into the process. And we did. And I did all the things that I typically do to make my mind on what car I want. I test drive all the cars, all the ones that were available anyways. And I did my matrix and my husband and I look at the options. We evaluate it and we make a decision on the car that we wanted and we ordered it. If it wasn't because I test drive that car and I start to visualize myself driving that car and feeling what I would feel driving that car. I connected with all my senses, right? Um, In that test drive, I wouldn't have found the energy to go through the process that I went. Now, I'm still waiting for my car. I'll get to that on the push. Uh, I still don't have a car. That's how the world is today, that you need to wait for months to get a car. Um, But that actually is a good segue into the push. So when when I talk about the push, I'm talking about creating a situation in your current state that is uncomfortable. So it gives you the motivation to change. Now, I know a lot of people that while they might not have their dream lives, They are very comfortable in their current lives and they're just coasting through life because they're comfortable. And I think that being comfortable with where you are is the most dangerous place to be. And there's a difference between being content and being comfortable, right? I mentioned to you, I mean, this season of my life where I am content with where I am, but I know this is temporary. And I have no intentions to get comfortable with where I am. Because when you're comfortable with where you are, you have no motivation to change anything in your life. Because you know that in order to change your current circumstances, 
you're going to have to get uncomfortable, right? And that is difficult. We all want to be comfortable. But in order to create something different from what you have today, you're going to have to step outside of your comfort zone, and that is going to require you to get uncomfortable. And that's why being comfortable with your life, even if it's not your dream life, is the most dangerous place to be. So how do you get out of that? And how do you create that push that pushes you, right, to change something, to pursue your goals and your dreams? Well, you put yourself in discomfort by creating artificial discomfort. And I'm going to give you an example with my car. So I ordered my car, I would say seven months ago, still don't have a car. But I kept telling myself over this time that it's okay. Because I'm working from home. I don't need to go to the office every day. I don't really need to drive. My husband and I have figure it out. Like any time that you are in a challenging situation, I believe our, as human beings, we have this amazing ability to figure things out. So we have figured things out and he picks our daughter from school on his way back to the office. So I don't need really a car. And I was starting to fall into this comfortable space where you know, it's very comfortable. I don't have to rush to go pick up my daughter from school. I don't have to rush to drop her at school. I don't have to rush for anything. I can stay home. I can work without the pressure of I'm going to be late for something uh, because I have the responsibility to do something and drive somewhere. So what I've done is to create artificial discomfort. How? You know, I've been reaching out to friends and saying, hey, let's have lunch. Let's have dinner. Let's do this. Let's do the other. Or I've made plans for things where I need to drive. And when I get into those situations, it feels really uncomfortable. The fact that I don't have a car, like these things that were so easy, where I could just hop on my car, go and get them done. I can't anymore. It requires a lot of effort for me to do those things because it requires me to coordinate with my husband so I can have the car, so I can go to places. And I have artificially created a discomfort that maybe I needed, I didn't need to. I could have lived without all those things that I put myself into. Uh, I've been talking at events, which requires me to go to the events. I've been um, trying to get out with friends. I've been trying to, you know, do things after work with my kids to, on purpose, create the discomfort that creates the motivation for me to keep pushing. Now, there's not much I can do about my car because I'm not in control of how the assembly plants are assembling the cars or um, I'm not in control of the shortage of components and all of those things. But every week, I call the dealer to ask for an update, right? 
and it has put me in an uncomfortable situation. So I keep my motivation alive to get my car. So how can you create discomfort in your current state? So that creates the motivation that you need to keep moving. How can you create discomfort with your current situation so you're motivated to get to the next stepping stone? Because you know that that next stepping stone or you reaching that next stepping stone, first of all, is getting closer to the other side of the pond or the other side of the river. But second of all, it's going to be less uncomfortable there than it is where you're today. So those are the two strategies that I wanted to share with you today. And I hope that these are helpful. And let me tell you one more thing. Next week, we're going to go deeper into time management for this last push of the year. And I'm going to share with you strategies on how you can do all the things that you have to do in the time that you have left from now to the end of the year in a way that you feel that you're creating momentum in a way that you feel proud of yourself and in a way that is less chaotic than what probably life feels like right now. So I will see you here for next week's episode to talk about time management for the last stretch of the year. Until then, I hope you have an amazing week ahead and I will talk to you soon.